son, where did you find this? Okay, what's up, sports fans? We are Dive Bar Sportscast, and uh, I'm Tyler, and uh, this is Connor. And uh, wow, wow, what a week. What a week it's been. Uh, Deshaun Watson suspended for six games by disciplinary officer Sue Robinson. We knew that, but two things. One, NFL's filed an appeal. Uh, Goodell is rumored. I mean, I'm rumored. He's come out and basically said he wants a year in the quote, you know, evidence says or shows that it's going to be a year, um, according to him. Uh, so they have filed or they have filed an appeal and they've appointed a, uh, special, uh, well, I want to say prosecutor, but he was a former prosecutor from, uh, the state of New Jersey. And, uh, but the Browns in defiance of the league and God and everyone and will, uh, <laughs> will start him in their first preseason game this weekend uh, as of the time of this filming. And uh, I got to say, big mistake. Yeah, it's going to be ugly. Oh, I, I just don't see a way this works out for for the Browns uh, or for the league, for, for anyone involved no. in this situation. Look, look, I'm sure everyone knows football and that, has, knows the situation, has at least looked at this and talked about it in one way or another. So we're not going to sit here and talk to you about it until something you know comes of it uh, one way or another. But the point is this. Look, we know, we know for all intents and purposes that there, this is not a court situation right now. He, the law notwithstanding, this is the league. This is... This is the NFL, where they have domain. They they run they run the kingdom here, and I mean at least when they put on in the disciplinary officer Judge Robinson, I was under the impression that they were trying to determine if he had broken protocol, mm-hmm. which that was part of it. But I also didn't know that they were going to let uh, the judge, you know, bring down the sentence as well. That's that's different. Yeah. So. Obviously, the league didn't get what it wanted. Obviously, the players association did get what it wanted. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't. Here's what's going to happen: the league is going to come out and give this guy a year, and there may. Uh, it depends on how how far the players association is willing to go to defend it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goodell mentioned evidence as uh, as as pointing to a year suspension. I wouldn't go so far as to call it evidence because. Uh, I'm, by the way, this is not me saying he's innocent. He uh, he is very ne- much not been proven innocent, just like he's very much been not proven guilty. It I'm saying in the context of the NFL, very uh, very tricky. But they have they they get to say they get the final say. Mm-hmm. That's what everyone in the league agreed to. Am I wrong? Yes. No, you're not. Yeah. Not at oh. all. <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> yes. Uh, no, just, <laughs> it's 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 complicated. Yeah. I, I do it's. Not one of the messier things I think we've seen in the NFL in the last couple of years. I mean, obviously. Well, hey, it's 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 not like it's happened. It's not like this is the first time it's happened. No, but I think this is one of the more high profile and I feel like almost mishandled uh, things we've seen. 
in the honestly yeah. the long list of mishandled things we've seen in the last twenty years in football. Yeah. But the NFL is, has fumbled a lot of things. Yes, uh, you know, pun notwithstanding. <laughs> but they they really really have man. They shouldn't have. They just should have made sure that the like if they had let this. Uh, judge, just determine if something had gone wrong and then pass the sentence later, there wouldn't have been this much, I, I feel, backlash against it. Because then again, it's Goodell's choice. And look, we, what, whatever you feel about Goodell, he's a businessman. Mm-hmm. And he is going to make sure that the league is in a position to come out and win. That's why he's in the position that he is. Mm-hmm. So giving Watson a year, especially when you look at other leagues – you know, like the MLB giving Trevor Bauer two years off of an accusation from one person. Correct. I mean, this is twenty five. This is twenty five people potentially, according to a New York Times article, sixty six. Wow. As high as sixty six. Wow. Now twenty five of those have come forward. They have all, at least to my knowledge, I know that most of the uh, individual civil suits have been settled. Um, it's also important to note that settling does not imply guilt. Uh, because these are civil suits, but it doesn't look good. It's a lot like it, look. It, it's a lot like pleading the fifth. Mm-hmm. It it's it it's designed to keep you from incriminating yourself, but it doesn't look good. So uh, then again, it's all about the uh, the court of public opinion, as they say. So we'll we'll see how that goes uh, for him. Um, speaking of Trevor Bauer, uh, the woman who accused him of sexual assault has filed a countersuit. If you remember, uh, Trevor Bauer filed a defamation suit against her after uh, the uh, the court in L.A. Uh, decided not to press charges against him. Uh, they uh, He filed a defamation suit, and now she is filing a countersuit of defamation. Now, this, again, I, I don't think anyone has a whole lot of particular love for Trevor Bauer, but, again, he wasn't proven guilty but he also wasn't proven innocent but then again that in this country it's innocent until proven guilty mm-hmm. so criminally he's you know it, it, it things are on a hiatus but civilly <laughs> i don't even i'm not even gonna attempt to fix what i just said <laughs> it, he's being this is gonna go to civil court so this mm-hmm. is very much gonna decide because i mean look i there are things that there are questions and kind of need to be answered or at least they were raised the questions were raised mm-hmm. she walked out of there with two black eyes mm-hmm. and on one hand you got a guy saying look i i wanted rough sex and that's what we had and mm-hmm. she agreed to that and mm-hmm. and the text messages back that up but you also have a woman being photographed with two black eyes looking look like she got to beat the shit out of her that's, that's not rough sex so whatever you want to call it the, they're both going at each other in court and we will see how that goes but his two-year suspension is still in effect, and uh, that doesn't seem to be going away anytime soon. Moving on, uh, actually back into the world of football, Bears linebacker Raquan Smith asked for a trade, saying that the Bears do not value him after contract negotiations broke down. Linebacker is, uh, this particular linebacker, is uh, third overall in tackles the last four seasons. Uh do the Bears, are they really going to let him walk away? <laughs> they better not. I mean, he had 163 tackles last season. Total tackles. Mm. I mean, 
That's going to hurt. And it was a second-team All-Pro, so, mm. you know, that's not a guy you want to let walk away, and if you do, you better get something for it. But, I mean, this is a guy, you know, this is, this is a linebacker who can, you know, who's going to be solid and get those tackles for you, and you need that kind yeah. of stuff in, in, you know, in the middle of the field. You know, so if well, somebody, if a team that needs this can get a guy like this, man. Well, I mean, they've already thrown out some uh, potential. You know, I mean, I mean, the, the, who are the teams that are really looking at him, right? I mean, everyone should want him, right? But I know that uh, in particular they were looking at some trade scenarios, and I mean, wherever he goes, this is going to be insane. Yeah, he, he is going to make an instant impact uh, on just. I mean, the, the linebacker is huge because this is right. a position that has evolved over the years. Yeah, this isn't. You're, this isn't just oh they're on the defensive line or the you know they're on the on the edge or whatever. Yeah, just some big guys <sighs> going to stuff the run in the middle, right? Yeah, these are guys who are sideline to sideline, ball hawking, all kinds of stuff, and then just whatever, just stopping plays in the it's, middle of the field, you know. Yeah, I I mean okay, so I I won't spe- we won't speculate too much on who is going after him yet because there really hasn't been a whole lot of rumors, other than the fact that everyone should want him. Um, so it, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting to see who really it, look you if a championship caliber team acquires him that's insane yeah that's and they're a huge pick and up. the Bears better get a lot for him and they better they better plan to get a lot for him because right now they control his situation they could but they do they're they're in a rock and a hard place right between that that those two places because you have a situation where you walk he walks away for nothing mm-hmm. if his contract's up mm-hmm. or you can get whatever you can for him you can get a first rounder for him you can get a couple of uh of a couple of key position players i say let him go you know and, and yeah but but they also have to think about why is he saying it you know it the bears aren't exactly in the best position team wise no. And I think that maybe some questions need to be answered. And maybe maybe one of the uh, approaches they take is to sit back down with him and say, look, yeah, contract negotiations broke down, but maybe we were wrong. Who knows? Then again, we're not in the back office, so it's no. tough to say. Right. But, uh, again, we'll see how that plays out. Over to basketball. The NBA is set to retire uh, the late Bill Russell. Uh, may he rest in peace. Uh, his number, number six, league-wide to honor his legacy. And uh, not only what he's done for the league, but what he's done for uh, civil rights and uh, among other things in uh, in this country and in the world. Mm-hmm. He he is an influential player, but both on and off the court. He, he, and he's just – one, it surprised me that the NBA has never retired a number before. Yeah. Uh, but this being the first number feels right. Yeah, I don't really have a problem with it. I I think it's, you know, I mean, it's Bill Russell. I mean, mm-hmm. a consummate winner, a consummate professional, a consummate uh, advocate of the game, you know. Just, yep. The game would never have been the same had he not suited up, you know. Exactly. I mean, Bill Russell, the man with uh, not enough fingers for his rings. Yeah. I mean, he, he is a, a true champion in just about every uh, sense of the word. And to... To lose a legend like that is is tough, um, but it's also not like he didn't live a a long and fruitful life. He he certainly did. Uh, we are sorry to see him go, but man, what a, what a, a legend mm-hmm. he just he he is uh, and and was. Um, still in 
Uh, what do you what do you got written here, Connor? You read that one. Let's so see. next we got. I'm, uh, I'm seeing this for the first time right here. Yeah. So uh, a couple days ago, uh, Brooklyn Nets Governor Joe Tsai um, mm. met with Kevin Durant, basically as Kevin Durant stated that um, he oh, that's to right. Choose. He wanted to he wanted to kick him. Yeah. He oh. he told them he told Joe Tsai that it's basically Kevin Durant or you know Steve Nash and uh, Sean Marks, I believe. They're GMs. By the way. By the way, who? What player has ever won that battle? Yeah, I, n- not many. I'm sure that you know. I'd have to, we'd have to look through, but that's is maybe this is, maybe a Kobe or a yeah, Michael, yep, or or maybe even LeBron. But like, and, and I know we're talking about Kevin Durant here, but Kevin Durant doesn't exactly have a lot of like ground to stand on. Because okay, what are the options here, right? So he's saying basically what he's saying is it's me or the in front the the front office. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. me or the front office. Mm-hmm. What? So the so they have two choices. Obvi- and, and and they may seem obvious, but there are there's background to this, you know, to each one. Mm-hmm. Let's say they acquiesce. What uh, what what happens then with? Uh, so they acquiesce in to, to Kevin Durant's uh, demands, and they get rid of Steve Nash, and uh, uh, so they get rid. Uh, who, who's the? Uh, the GM, Sean Marks. Sean Marks. Let's say that it gets rid of him. What happens then? Yeah, basically it would be what they build. They they pull uh, a Lakers and LeBron and kind of give him the pieces he wants in the front office, and then Kevin Durant's making the calls, right? Something I mean, like yeah, that. that's sure. that's more or less. But then you're also What's starting the... a new team, new front office, new coaching. You know, and then it's new philosophy, <laughs> new, and, and it just is messy, right? In an already well, uh, messy yeah. situation. It's messy. It's it, it, it sets you back, and it sets a precedent. It mm-hmm. set it says Kevin Durant, who by the way is only signed through a certain number of years. He's not signed on in a lifetime deal. Right. He he's basically giving away. He's he's basically saying no 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 no. Uh, you you are gonna you're gonna huddle around me, um, in my four what how many year four i think it's four four years remaining on my deal and uh and you're gonna build this team from top to bottom bottom to top however i want it mm-hmm. and and that and again it sets a precedent it shows players that like okay kevin's calling the shots here yes so that takes away power from the from not only the, uh, take the away from the owner completely puts it right into durant's hands who has historically not been great with it because no. yeah, you not a lot of loyalty, a tendency to uh, jump ship when mm-hmm. things aren't looking the way he's expecting things to. So, looking at you, Oklahoma City. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, but not every look. Look, look how long it took Oklahoma City to to and and Kevin Durant was just a, a piece of this, but yes, he was a big piece. Look how long it took them to rebuild in a sense yeah. that like now now they're looking like oh shoot the future's bright, but. It took them a while to get to that point, and uh, they were a finals trip. Like oh. they were so close, they were mm-hmm. so close. And then you know, but we won't get back all into that. But does he really think this is going to work? No, and unfor- and fortunately, at- during that meeting, Joe Sy said that he's backing Steve Nash and Sean Marks. So mm. in a well, there you go. In a in a surprising Kevin- in a surprising thing, you know, not surprising to see in this 
uh, era of basketball that a guy would say, no, I'm going to stick with my my head coach and my GM and not my star player, right? It's it's surprising because it's smart. And professional sports owners don't typically get there because of their brains. No. So (laughs) – that's that's just a fact of life, folks. That's that's not a, a judgment call. That's saying that they have money, and that doesn't just because you have money doesn't always mean you're the smartest guy in the room. Yeah. And he, but he definitely was the smartest guy in that particular meeting because telling Kevin Durant no, you stand your ground in this situation. And by the way, I'm not sitting here. Uh, this is not a statement for all NBA owners. I'm just saying in this particular instance, that's what's best for the team. Mm-hmm. You need to tell this player no. This is not a Kobe Bryant or a Michael Jordan. And by the way, that's not has nothing to do with its with with, with their ability compared to Kevin Durant. It has everything to do with Kobe Bryant was a Laker for yes. his entire career. Michael Jordan was. A, a Chicago Bull for the vast majority of his career. Mm-hmm. I mean, when they make demands, or they made demands, that's that's entirely different. That's someone who has the heart and soul of the team at their in, in their core, and is someone who wants right, wrong, or indifferent to to make things happen. Kevin Durant's been in Brooklyn for a handful of years, and they haven't been great years. Some of it his fault, some of them, some of it not, and. You know, I, to make demands like this, it just doesn't seem like it's the right thing to do. No, I, I don't to like go, it. Uh, and so, yeah, again, I'm very happy that the yeah. Nets governor decided, yeah, we're going to stick with what we think is working. We don't have a lot of faith in that. Even if we acquiesce to these demands, we're going to get what we want out of you, what we want out of the team and the direction we want to go. So, yeah. And uh, let's let's not forget, he's under contract. Yes. So, you know, you can say whatever you want, Kevin. It's not going to happen. You can demand a trade all you want, sit out for four years. All the cards are in Josiah's hand right now. That is true. He doesn't have to move. If Kevin doesn't want to play for four years until he's 37 or 38, then fine. And and I have all the respect in the world for Kevin Durant's game. I just think that I, I, I really wish I get to see more of it on the court and less of it off the court. Agreed. Um, uh, let's go to the next one. Re- uh, that next one's pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, as a Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim fan, you know, to be able to see this with just with the way the season's gone, you know, Shohei Otani uh, becomes the second player in MLB history to hit ten home runs and record ten wins in the same season, joining Babe Ruth. So Babe Ruth, there yeah, it is, an impressive, well, impressive uh, stat. To I am going here. to correct you though Mm. and it's not a correction in a real sense but and i say this as a dodger fan (laughs) no this that should read anaheim angels player shohei otani that is or 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 i'll even let you have california angels don't give me los angeles angels of anaheim yep damn you art moreno if you're listening i hate you and i'm a dodger (laughs) fan like why do you take everything good and ruin it yeah but uh, back to Shohei, that is incredible. To be, first of all, anytime you're in a conversation with Babe Ruth, yeah. uh, at least on paper, wow, fantastic. And to compare and, it to the guys he's playing against now compared to who Babe Ruth played against, let's be real. I mean, it's a much, it's a much more impressive feat. And what was he called? I'm, I'm, and, okay, hold on. I could be wrong here, but I, I, and I don't want to be misquoting. But I'm pretty sure they called him the Japanese Beirut. They did. That is correct. So there you go. 
He, mm, before he even came to the league, Showtime was already being compared, and now he has an official comparison. Because two-way players, when you think two-way player in baseball, everyone should think pitching and or sorry, uh, hitting and fielding. Mm-hmm. That's what everyone thinks. Two-way is okay. I you, you know uh, it's hitting and fielding. Rarely does that mean you're a pitcher and a hitter these days. And this guy, he's not just hitting uh pitching well he's hitting well he's doing both and significant numbers i mean anytime you're batting above 250 in this league is pretty pretty significant already um but he's also got the power he what does he get 250 256 this year with 25 home runs and and now 10 wins as a pitcher and he's sixth in strikeouts that's insane yeah he's he's had some, some he's had some gems this year I, uh, and honestly, like to be to be a ten win pitcher on a team that's kind of in in str- you know struggle right now, like the Angels, that's just incredible. Yeah, don't get me started about this Angels season. <laughs> we have had. Uh, well, I said it before, right? Odd. Damn you, Art Moreno. Yeah, man. You know, help, <laughs> help. Yeah, anybody yeah, knows SOS. anybody with a lot of money that wants to buy the Angels? Uh, Feel free to send in a bit. Yeah, I'm. I, I think the. Uh, I think the pirates have been singing that song for years. <laughs> pirates, uh, Orioles, maybe. I don't know. You know the, the the list is certainly uh, pretty long, but uh, yeah, I know. Fantastic for uh, Otani, and uh, he continues to uh, defy expectations in just about every uh, facet of the game. Because I mean, uh, you know, you get casual. You know, from casual fans all the way to, to uh, professional sports analysts that'll say he's eventually going to have to pick one, hitting or pitching. And he, at this point, I mean, I, don't, I know it's only been a handful of years, but at this point, he's saying no. Uh, and he's only getting better. I mean, yeah. last year he had a pretty spectacular year uh, in, you know, in hitting, yes, but also in pitching. And he's a better pitcher this year. Yeah. It, I, like I know I the said. wins. Those gems, the couple of gems that shut out in Boston, he threw. Uh, man, he's had some spectacular pitching games where you just, just got to sit there and awe and go, wow. The wins, losses column doesn't tell the whole story, folks. It never does. But in this case, I mean, the man's throwing. Uh, he's he's a sub three ERA. I think he's a sub two two seven ERA. Mm-hmm. And he's sixth overall in the league in strikeouts. And this is a guy that. he's not I don't think he's being played at the consistency of a no I guess he would be because he's 10 and 7 so that's a pretty consistent pitcher but he's pitching and and hitting and doing it he's doing it all this this man is well for lack of better terms the modern day uh Babe Ruth at the moment um and uh certainly the best if not the only uh two-way player uh two-way star in the in the league uh and uh, we certainly want to see him uh, continue to rise but the last two items on our list uh before we dive into this uh all uh, they both uh well really pertain to uh today's main topic which is about uh the pga versus live uh that is how you pronounce it uh we found out recently it is not <laughs> liv it is live like live golf and uh mm, yeah okay anyway uh 11 golfers from the live tour uh including phil mickelson have filed an antitrust lawsuit against the pga tour more on that 
uh, uh, later. But also, as an aside, uh, three players, Taylor Gooch, Hudson Swafford, and Matt Jones, filed for a temporary restraining order to allow them to compete in the PGA Tour's FedEx playoffs. There's a lot of money to be won there. The judge ruled in PGA's favor, and this is in the uh, Northern California District Court, uh, which is important because that's where the antitrust lawsuits are being held as well. Uh, the judge stated that there was no evidence to show players had been harmed, and uh, this harm would be financially, uh, and, yeah, and certainly not irreparably. Irreparably, uh, we will get right. We will more on that in uh, you know along with the antitrust lawsuit. But uh, first, we wanted to really go into this to talk about what 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 the hell is live and if you're not if you're a casual golfer or you're just hearing about it you're not really into to watching golf maybe you know and you want to know what's going on essentially live is a golf league it's a it's a separate league there's the pga tour there's the euro tour there's the australasia tour no that is not a uh a slip of the tongue um, there are a lot of different golf tours out there. The PGA Tour is one of the main ones because, well, their presence in North America is, is, is heavily felt and, uh, and also internationally. Um, Live is, uh, is a, a separate league that will be playing uh, internationally, mostly events in uh, North America uh, as well as Europe, I believe. But uh, what, what they are is uh, they – or rather – who they are <laughs> they are uh, backed by the saudi public investment fund uh which is a fancy way of saying the saudi royal family the saudi uh, the royal family in saudi arabia has created a golf league and if that sounds ridiculous well we're ever since 2020 i'm pretty sure we've been in a brand new timeline so <laughs> we have the what people and that's why you'll hear a lot of people call it the saudi golf league mm -hmm. and what it's just it is what it is that that's where its origins are from it's completely funded uh by saudi arabia's uh royal family which means they've pretty much got unlimited funding like correct there's saudi arabia as a country is what's their export oil they have it they've got a lot of it and they make a hell of a lot of money selling it so <laughs> They uh, and and with times the way they are uh, pretty much, oh, I don't know, every year since 2000, uh, they keep getting richer. So they've got a black hole of just unlimited money to throw at this league and uh, and compete with the PGA. And essentially, w w they're pulling golfers, right? You know, they're 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 a lot of golfers have signed up with them because they offer something uh, different in uh from the pga the pga treats its players as independent contractors who sign on kind of like a country club um but they are still being given money prize money that is and things like that and, and there's now a bonus structure but we'll get more into that but they're uh, they're still independent contractors they're not direct employees the uh live live golf tour is taking that that model and turning it on its head they are contracting these players for like like they're part of a team saying look we're going to give you x amount of years for x amount of dollars and all you got to do is show up and play pretty sweet deal that, i mean would you take that deal i'd take that deal. i'd take that deal are you kidding me guaranteed money go out and play golf oh. every weekend you know 
Yeah, and I'd take it on paper. But I mean, of course, I, I mean, just for me, I'd say that because I'm a terrible golfer. So <laughs> same here. You're gonna <laughs> look. All I'm saying is, look, Saudi Arabia. Uh, if you want to pay me twenty million dollars to show up in colorful, uh, colorful Hawaiian shirts and try my best, I will give you my all. I really will. But I don't anticipate that coming for me anytime soon. But it did come for Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson, Bryson DeChambeau, uh, Brooks Kepka, and now it's rumored to be Cam Smith, who just won the uh, the Open. And I mean, these contracts are wild. Dustin got seventy five million. Or no, no, no. I'm sorry, he made seventy five million the year some, before. Yeah, hundred and twenty five million. Yes. was his contract. Mm-hmm. Same with uh, DeChambeau and Kepka. And Mickelson's deal is like two hundred million. Yeah. I mean, these guys are are they're set. I mean, not not that they weren't set before, but I mean, hell, I mean, if you're Mickelson, you take that deal and you're not making cuts anymore. You might as well take two hundred million dollars. Yeah. And then what do they offer Tiger? Uh, seven eight like, hundred million, correct? <laughs> seven. If you offer me eight hundred million dollars, I'm not even sure what to do with that information. I I couldn't even tell you what kind of person I would be for eight hundred million dollars, but <laughs> it wouldn't be a good one. Um, but I mean, let's see, and that's the, that's part of that. Now there's a lot of things going on with that. Right. So right. you can take, take the money, but there is a moral thing to this because why yeah. does the live golf league exist? Why did the right. Saudi Arabian Royal family create this golf league in the first place? Do they just love golf and really want to, I mean, they built, they built, they're building, you know, just a foundation here that is, they're throwing money at it. It's, it's built to last. Why? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, well, the there's a uh, there's some sources saying that this is all built to uh, to soften their image on their human rights abuses, mm-hmm. which uh, are numerous. Uh, so, I mean, from from their own people to journalists to everything, they they want the world to view them better. They want the international community to view them in a more positive light, mm-hmm. and uh, they felt that golf was the way to do that. Um, I guess, I guess they've got somewhat of a point. Golf is on the rise. I mean, I, like I said, like I said, I'm a golfer. Connor, you're a golfer. We, mm-hmm. we play golf together and I can't, every time I, I, I'm in the East coast, when I come home for the holidays and play golf with you, uh, how many times have we walked up to the first tee box? It's just six carts deep full of chads. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've had a couple times where we've hit the back nine and just been like, I don't know if I want to spend another four hours here. Oh, it's brutal. I mean, okay, I love that golf is getting more popular. I want that for the sport. But, man, I almost don't. (laughs) Like, I'm so (laughs) close. Just with all the the guys that come out and just are like, and look, I'm no no great, fantastic golfer, but look, I, I... I'm shooting between 90 and 100, right? And that's still to uh, people listening. They're thinking all that shit. But I'm not shooting 115 and then going to pick my ball out of the trees and throwing it into the fairway. Right. Which that's, we've seen. That's, we saw we've that. We've literally seen that. I've seen sixums. I've, I've seen people, again, throwing their ball in the middle of the fairway as if they've ever hit it in the fairway. And uh, look, but if that's the price for golf becoming more popular as a sport maybe i'll take it i don't know that's i've only then again i've also only seen that in california uh so you know we'll uh, 
point is, is that golf's becoming more popular by the day, by the year, and and Liv is is positioned well to take advantage of that. And Saudi Arabia, uh, Saudi Arabia, the royal family, they know that. Um, but the questions remain. I mean, is this a problem for golf? And what I mean, what what's it going to do? Right. Right. Mo- morally, I think it's pretty. Huh. I mean, I, I, I don't want to use this phrase. I don't want to say cut and dry because, like, there's going to be different feelings and opinions on it. But should the rumors be true and they're doing this to, you know, soften their image, I my response is fuck you. <laughs> wow. That's my All response. Right. That's my response. If you're going to say that, like, uh, you're going to use a sport to soften your image on human rights abuses, uh, I've got nothing for you. You, you're not that's just not what should be happening if if the rumors were they really love golf and wanted to create a competitive golf league what are we going to say uh, you know go away no like i because that's what's so conflicting is i actually like the things some of the things they're doing they're changing up uh if for anyone that doesn't know that golf i mean has pretty much like in terms of the pga been the same for you know, 10 decades and decades and decades without changing. And Liv is is turning these things on its head. You know, uh, in, uh, for example, let's take a look here. The events, I mean, just how they run things, they're not going to have any, any cuts of any kind because they're having a limited number of players. Mm-hmm. They are going to have – so it's 12 teams, 48 players, 54 holes. Also, uh, Liv is the Roman numeral for 54. Uh, a little tongue in cheek there, I guess. Uh, they have eight <laughs> events, uh, no cuts whatsoever, and shotgun starts. So it's faster and more exciting, which has always been a little bit of a crux uh, from a televised standpoint Agreed. for golf. Yeah. Uh, and I think having a smaller field of play and having no cuts really p- gets these players into the mindset of like, I'm out here to compete. I'm not going to get cut on the third day of action. I'm gonna, I'm going out to win this thing. So there are advantages, and it's it's very Ryder Cup style. They're going to have mm-hmm. different style, uh, different styles of play. It's not just going to be you know uh, it's individual play. You know for eighteen you know every single time. This is going to be interesting, and that's what's so conflicting. Is like right. I wish I could sit there if it was morally okay, or there was not morally questionable at the very least. I'd be so so pumped for this. Yeah, because me I too. really think. I really think they have something, but let's let's take it you know piece by piece here. From a golf perspective, how do we feel about this? Golf perspective, great, yeah. Like you've covered, I mean, having different uh, styles of play, having you know, just something new and exciting, which golf has been needing since you know, over the last almost a hundred years, right? <laughs> Yeah, hundred you know. years will uh, will will do it. And it, 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 yeah. it's attracting, and it's it seems like it's attracting more people. And you know, golf is at a good point where it has more marketable, more exciting, younger talent, right? Yep. So exactly, I think it's good to capitalize yeah. on it and make it a better, a more interesting game where more things are going on, right? Oh yeah, I mean this is, this is the time to do it, and uh, the it, like it's getting harder to to make these cuts i mean you're seeing players that have historically been dominant Mm -hmm. or maybe not dominant but they are 
I mean, John Rahm was number one last year, and it didn't seem like he'd ever come down. And now uh, he's he's almost out of the top ten. Wow. Because simply because I mean, let, let's see what the official World Golf rankings here. But he was. It's not like his game has just massively slipped. It's just simply, yeah, he's number six. I said it's not out of the top ten, but uh, he is absolutely. I mean, he was number one going coming out of twenty twenty one. So other players are just simply the field is so amazing. These yes. guys seemingly come out of Scheffler. Oh my god, he ended twenty twenty one as. The twelfth best golfer, Cameron Cam Smith, the twenty-first best golfer, and now they're one and two respectively. It is incredible to see how how much competition golf has, and so to have another league in there and have a different format, have different formats going on, amazing. And I mean, from from a golfer standpoint, I mean, yeah, the contracts are are enticing, but look at the purses. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at twenty million, uh, you know, a purse for a regular event. I mean that that's just it it these purses these prize pools are so big that PGA had to up their game. Yeah, which is surprising that they got that it forced their hand, which is great for the yep. guys in the PGA. It it's been a long time yes. coming, I think. But yeah, it, it has because uh I think there's been a, there's been certainly some questions about like look, you you can go out and try to be a professional golfer, but it doesn't mean it's always going to be lucrative for you. Right. Uh you know, I think PGA now has if you play all of their events or a certain number of their events, you get fifty grand. Wow! But I mean, fifty grand—it's it—it's something, right? It's something. I'll mm-hmm. give it that. Mm-hmm. But you've got it. It's kind of like playing in the minor leagues in any other sport. You're sitting there going, like, "Am I going to be able to survive doing this?" Mm-hmm. So, in that respect, seeing a, a, a format like Live, where they're paying these guys to show up is you know it's a whole a whole different ball game but people got to understand they're not handing out these contracts to taylor gooch or husband swafford they're they're handing these contracts out to phil mickelson and 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 making greg norman the the head of it and Mm -hmm. and and handing it to justin uh, dustin johnson bryson dechambeau and like people with pull with with the name yeah so that they they get the appearance fees folks they're not going to come out and you know, uh, look, they they could shoot last every tournament and still be out uh, out on top. You know, Kevin Na's not getting a a massive uh, you know live golf deal, but it uh, we, you know having a format where there's no cuts eh, makes things a little bit more interesting there. Mm-hmm. So really, and, and I have to agree with you. I I like it from a golf perspective if, if that wasn't clear already uh <laughs> i really really like it um from a moral perspective like we've said it, it makes it questionable but man for the sport itself it's fun I, everyone loves the Ryder cup and yeah. the Ryder cup style has all these different tournament formats and you you just i mean and the ratings reflect that by the way everyone loves to watch it and yeah there's a certain element of like intercontinental competition if you will but but it's still fun to see the different formats and they're a little bit easier to get behind. You know, you see who, oh, who won this hole, who won that, you know, it's like if you go head to head style and things like that, but, uh, you know, it, it'll, we, these events still have to happen. And, you know, the, the biggest question is, is will will people watch? And there's a lot of hype behind it, but it, you know, the ratings and the, 
you know, t televised events and things like that. You've got to see where they go. But again, that doesn't matter to a, to a, uh, a golf tour that is, you know, with a, with the backers of the Saudi Arabian Royal family who have a bottomless pit of money. Yes. They do. They are not constricted, which is making the PGA very nervous. Well, maybe, maybe it did make them very nervous because that lawsuit, like we mentioned, yeah. uh, where uh, Taylor Gooch, Hudson Swafford, and Matt Jones all filed for that restraining order, the judge ruled in the PGA's favor. That is very much, in my opinion, in some of uh, you know uh, people that I've talked to with uh, legal backgrounds, they think that this is kind of, you know, it's not certain, nothing's really certain, but it's kind of an indicator of how this big antitrust lawsuit's going to go, that... These players were not harmed. They walked away on their own because that's been the problem, right? The PGA has come out and taken a very hard line mm -hmm. and said, look, if you're going to play in the live golf tour, you're out of here. You can file for certain things like a, like a, um, a what's it called? A conflicting event release right? Yeah. where if you want to go and play one of their events, but, you know, still be on the tour. There's wiggle room. But for the most part, the second that they leave and bolt for that tour, they're done. You're suspended by the PGA. You're not coming back to their events. Now, a lot of people, a significant enough people to have a conversation around it at least, have said that, well, PGA is trying to, you know, is expressing monopolistic tendencies and saying that it, and basically trying to control power or consolidate its power and say that, no. We're not allowing this competition to survive, which would be kind of the basis of antitrust litigation. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a question here. These players left on their own. There's uh, the, the live tour. The live golf tour has no problem being around. They're not being pushed out of the market because they have the money's not a problem. So in the most basic sense of, you know, antitrust you know, law. The, nothing's really been broken yet because Liv has not been crushed by the PGA or shut out of the market in any way because Correct. they can't. Yeah. Liv is Liv is spending too much money to be around and they're taking, you know, very popular golfers away from from the PGA tour. Uh who have all I mean like Phil or uh, not Phil Mickelson, but I know Dustin Johnson for sure. He wrote he like you know, uh, resigned as a PGA Tour member, yeah, so he's correct. done. Mm -hmm. I mean, these people and the ones that aren't suspended, they're they're just done. And it, it becomes an argument for the PGA where they go, uh, if anyone's losing anything, it's the PGA Tour, not Live. Live has everything to gain. How are we shutting them out of the market? Correct. So they may have a, a leg up in that lawsuit. However. This uh, the the issue is not so much about the players who left and don't want to come back. It's more about the issues, uh, the issues about the players that want to play in both leagues. Mm -hmm. uh, biggest of which would be like a Phil Mickelson who has come out and said, "Hey, what if I want to play both? You know, both both tours. I want to. That's what I want to do." That is where it becomes a question of, okay, are they shutting him down? you know in a way that's gonna you know lose him money mm -hmm. uh you know th there's a financial harm involved and things like that but it still remains to be seen it, it it's tough to uh it, to look at it, it's really hard to see how the the live golf tour has been harmed but the players 
their suspensions have eliminated their ability to compete in the PGA Tour, and that's hey, they could have earned substantial prize money, but if and maybe and could, a lot of questions there to ask. But here's the big one: is that uh, the uh, and oh man, the, right out of my train of thought. But the big one would be this: if the the, ju- the if they win their lawsuit, right? They you know, or, or rather, they just lost. They just lost a big a component of it. Live yes. just lost a big component of it. If they win the antitrust lawsuit, the landscape of golf is going to look very different. Mm-hmm. But in order to win that, you have to prove that that the PGA Tour is trying to shut them out of the market. So far, they've been punitive with players. Mm-hmm. But if for okay, just to put it in the most basic terms, if the PGA Tour went to the Euro Tour. And said, "We would like to work together with you to crush Live out of the out of the market and say that anyone who plays for them is no longer welcome in our league, our two leagues. That is anti-competition. Uh, that is Correct. antitrust textbook. Antitrust. That is one corporation working with another corporation and saying we are going to essentially price fix and or, or we're going to shut these people out of the market so they can't compete. That's anti-competition mm-hmm. and." Uh, that would be huge if that was the case. But proving that is going to be a very tall order. And there's no evidence at this point that they, uh, they're doing that. Because here's a little loophole. If, using that same example, if the PGA Tour and the Euro Tour both decide independently of each other that they want to shut out any player that goes to the Live Golf Tour, well, that's okay. That's not anti-competitive. That is too... Independent organizations making independent decisions. So the bar, you know, the burden of proof is pretty high. <laughs> is yeah. pretty high on the on the prosecution here. Mm-hmm. So but I, I and I've kind of I've kind of thought this before. I don't know that Liv is trying to win. No. It it more or less seems like they're just trying to put out a fun product to watch, something that's yeah, again, just trying to get well, people to go, well, you know. Oh, uh, the Saudi Golf League. It's really fun to watch. And then, yeah, like you say, it starts to soften that image of whatever's going on. Well, yeah. And it's, with, with the lawsuit, I, I think it's just more publicity. Yeah, 100%. I think it's a what, lot of what just do they care? a drama. Yeah, just for the drama, just for the yeah, just for the name. These guys, exactly, yeah. Look, the three players that filed that lawsuit are doing it because they, they're not making any money with Liv yet, and they had a sus- substantial amount of money left on the table in the FedEx playoffs. The reason why the judge ruled against them is because the FedEx playoffs are very much the PGA Tours. It's it's a the, of an event of their own creation, and they had the the opportunity to not walk away, but they did anyway. So that's the, essentially what the judge is saying is that's on you. You you walked away. You shouldn't have done that. If you wanted to make the money and stay in the PGA Tour, you should have done that and played by their rules at that moment. In this bigger lawsuit. It is a question of where will uh, you know where will it go? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because I know that uh, for those who don't know, the Justice Department is investigating the PGA Tour for this very same thing, antitrust. So it's a little fortuitous for the for the the Live Tour to be suing them for the same exact thing. I think they're trying to build a case because if they win, it's massive. It, it's going to be a flood of sponsors and players and TV deals, and it's just going to be insane because essentially that lawsuit will say 
the PGA was wrong to shut these players out. You can play wherever you want mm-hmm. and not because because you're independent contractors essentially. You can play wherever you want and the, you know no one can stop you. I think we're going to see an avalanche of things change. Yeah. Yeah. It's it mm, it'll be uh it'll certainly be a uh, an interesting thing but uh, there's some opportunities here that I think I I kind of want See, if you ask, if you ask me what I want, I want them to lose. I want Lib to lose the lawsuit, but but still be around. Mm-hmm. Because then I, I want to say at least for a year, I want to see how it goes. I want to see how these events really shake out. I want to yeah. see what kind of kind of you know events they do because it could mean more change for the PGA. The PGA right. has already been, you know, they've been they've been reacting. Yeah, and you know, it would be nice to eventually see a more complete product. Uh, you know, the PJ's best self, if you will, where Oh yeah. We're getting I mean, yeah, shotgun starts, that'd be super fun to watch in the PGA. I mean, we always get these oh, yeah. great so you know, it's always fun to see these these awesome sudden death playoffs, but minus that, how much more drama do we really get, right? So yeah, not much. Not much. And there's and, and see the thing is is like the PGA has never had to be, you know, they've never had when you have no real competition, particularly in the United States. Wh- what incentive is there for you to keep improving? Right. You it's know? easier to be business as usual, right? Because you don't have to worry. Oh, yeah. You don't have to pay anybody. You don't have to you don't have to think about it. Right. You just exactly you know, same golf. events, same yada, yada, yada. Let the players, you know, create the uh, excitement themselves and not us doing more to make our product more interesting oh fantastic point because that has been pga's model since tiger yeah like, yeah at the very least at, at the, the very, very least i was gonna are, say there there know. were some uh jack nicholas That's not, he had some he had some good yes you know? oh yeah he brought but i'm but i'm saying like on a global scale true tiger absolutely tiger came in here i mean because i think tiger woods and this is certainly a debate uh, for you know another day as well. But Tiger Woods, when he came into the league, no one was prepared for that. No, he he came in and was dominating to such a degree that the rest of the field they were just there. They were fighting for second place, mm-hmm. and it really didn't turn back and and level out until uh you know around the two like early like 2010 mm-hmm. i want to say is like the beginning of when everything started to really turn and 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 start to you know the the playing field b- leveled up and so he did for the pga what the pga has been banking on this entire time bring in the star power bring in that level of competition everyone wanted to see tiger which means everyone wanted to watch golf mm-hmm. everyone and the only place to watch golf and, and uh, was him on the tour so yep. that they and they've been doing it even recently. I mean, uh, well, they did it with uh, with Tiger versus Rory for a while. Then and, and more more recently, it's been uh, DeChambeau and Kepka and, yeah. and Dustin Johnson and all the. I mean, the whole Taylor made team with mm-hmm. with Johnson and Morikawa and and uh, and then you know just seeing all the the drama around you know individuals, uh, you know the the players. They've banked on that a lot and. Uh, I've seen things where, you know, the courses have gotten a little harder, where where guys come out and they're supposed to dominate and, and you're sitting there going, what the hell happened? It's because, yeah, the courses are getting harder. But 
in reality, it's it nothing's nothing's really changed. You know? Mm-hmm. Um But yeah. I mean But with Liv that uh, the the focus can you know maybe be brought back in well i mean things can be brought back into focus because now they've got competition the heart of it the the whole idea of competition is both sides or however many sides there are you know competing to have the best product that they can put out onto the market and that people will want to, will want to buy and in this case want to watch and Liv is certainly pushing PGA to its uh, to its brink, but uh, you know, again, I do in this case want PGA to win the lawsuit because I think that it it sets a precedent. Like these play- players, you can le- you can do whatever you want. You're not held down by the PGA, but don't come back at the PGA for saying, "Oh, well, you're not allowed to play here." You're, if you're going to go to our competitor, because you know, I think Tiger Tiger said it best. The PGA made you guys. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you? Yeah, we've seen that from a number of Rory. Uh, you know, a lot of those guys have kind of echoed that same thing, saying, mm-hmm. you know, this gave you this first platform. Now you go off yes. to greener pastures, if you will. And then either, you know, now you're creating a distraction for the guys who purely do just want to be on the tour. Um, <laughs> yep for whatever i mean it's great that these guys it's great that these guys are getting guaranteed contracts you know it's hard to argue against players saying hey i just wanted to go out and make my money and it's nice to not have to worry about these kinds of things but then yeah now we get this back and forth which is distracting yeah i love it i love when i say i love it i love the contracts i love players getting more money I love uh, particularly the, not just the top 10, but the, the bottom, you know, middle to middle to back half of players. I like them getting more money because I want them to be paid for the work that they do. And I think we all want that. But uh, it's the top players that are getting these massive contracts where mm-hmm. I sit there and go, really? Your, your words aren't matching up here. When Dustin Johnson says, well, I'm doing this for my family. I yeah. just can't take that as seriously when the previous year, you know, you made $25 million and, you know, you've made $75 million in prize money, yeah. you know, with the PGA. And that's not even counting endorsement deals yeah. and, and things like that. So don't even come to me and say, oh, this is for my family. I mean, uh, that's the argument you're going to bring? Really? Yeah. And then all these, so the top guys are the ones getting the deals. I'm not, I don't see, you know, these, these other players, the purses are certainly big, but I don't see them getting, you know, these massive contracts to, to go play. And I think that the, this most recent uh, little lawsuit that, that those three players lost is, I think they're seeing the writing on the wall, which is like, oh yeah, we're not going to make as much yet. We jump ship a little too early. And I think you have to look at the PGA as, yes, they've gotten pretty big for their britches because they've got no one in, in that really holds a candle to them. But they also gave these players the opportunity to to compete in events and, and really, you know, they gave them a spotlight, gave mm-hmm. them a chance. And, again, I, I, I don't like taking the side of, of a big – business or corporation that has all the money and power i don't like doing that but in this case it's pretty clear that the pga the way it's structured has been very much set up to 
present talent. They do profit off of that talent, but mm-hmm. it's not like they're sitting there, you know, having these guys play for free. It's you. It's competing for prize money. It's a tournament. Yes. And and that has always been. Look, if Liv wants to turn that on his head, go right ahead and do that. And that's why it's so attractive to these players because they get to show up and play. And 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 instead of having to worry about, are, am I going to get cut? Or am I going to miss out on a, a chunk of money? They get to just show up and play, and that's great. But the PGA has always been a tournament style. Mm-hmm. It's never been show up and we'll hand you money. Right. But now, and now, mind you, they've pivoted, so they've got a bonus structure involved now, and there's other things in the works that they're going to try to compete, and that's good. That's the competition raising the level, but mm-hmm. that's where we are. So I, I, the, the question is. The, you know, I don't think Liv's going away. I don't, I don't think whether they lose, even if they lose this lawsuit again, Saudi Arabia's funding the public investment fund is, is behind these guys. They're going to be around for a long time. And I think the more drama that gets reported, uh, it's to their benefit every mm-hmm. time because it just puts them more and more in the spotlight. But they both hold strong positions here. The PGA is, is pushing back. And and right now they're winning legally. Yes. They're they're winning they and are. morally they're winning. And I think you got a lot of uh, it's kind of split. I think in public uh, the public opinion because I see a lot of of people saying like who cares? Just I just want to see more golf. And I and I've seen particularly with uh, with uh, you know the well not sponsors but like other like more prominent people in golf or or, or the golfing world are saying look. I can have Liv on one screen and PGA on another screen. Or, you yeah. know, look, if Liv is up one day, I'm going to watch this. And if, if PGA is up one day, if they're separate days, I'm going to watch them each. Mm-hmm. Or watch them both. And that's kind of how I feel. Like, I, I want to watch more golf. But I also want to acknowledge the reality here. In, in that there's a reason this was created, and it's very hard to get away from. Uh, and also, there's it, it, the, the, the players that they're taking – are are coming out swinging against the PGA as if there's been this systemic problem with yes. the PGA that that has never been discussed before. And look, if you want to talk, I'm not saying there's no problems with the PGA. That's I, I I'm sure there have historically been a lot. But yeah, I mean they, that'll happen in a almost hundred year old uh, uh, hundred year old organization organization. there we go yeah correct yeah so it's like you know that's never been uh forced to change much so yeah yeah and i understand that but don't don't act like it's just oh it's all of a sudden or 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 rather like i I take that back it don't act like it's always been there and you're just saying something now because you couldn't before yeah i find it very hard to believe yeah i find it very hard to believe that these Top earners and uh, successful players had any had, felt like they could they were silenced or couldn't speak out. There was, there why wouldn't you right? Why wouldn't you be able to speak out? You're, right, these guys become brands in and of themselves. Mm-hmm. They're not held down by any kind of contract. Nope. I mean that the PGA is set it up that way. Yeah. So for for them to come out and say that like oh well there have always been problems and the PGA never listens to us. It's like I don't think that's true. I think that yeah, I'm sure that there are players at the bottom of the rung that that where they they don't feel like their voices are getting heard, but that's because 
they don't have as much pull in the organization. That's going to happen no matter what organization mm-hmm. you work for. Correct. Or work work in, in this case, with, you know, I, no one should expect to come into an organization and, you know, you're you're in a position that, hey, you're, you're, you're new here, and then to have all of this influence, mm-hmm. unless you're coming into a position of influence right from the start. But that's not what this is. These are guys that, that we're, we're not talking about, you know, the the bottom rung. We're talking about Dustin Johnson. Correct. We're talking about Phil Mickelson. Bryson DeChambeau, yeah. These guys are monstrous in the in terms of their golfing ability, either past, present, or future, like mm-hmm. their their potential. And they're just, they're, they're huge brands yeah. with a lot of influence. Apparently enough influence to bring a lot of golfers with them. Correct. So- I don't see this as being as big of a problem as the as the players that have left are making mm, it. No. But I also don't see it as big of a problem as the PGA seems to think that Liv is. Yeah. And that now do I understand it? Of course. It's competition. Yes. Why nobody wouldn't you want to crush it? Right. Who doesn't want to make their competition lose? <laughs> of course they want to. But as long as they're doing it legally, I don't care. Yeah. If if the Justice Department comes out and says, "Look, these guys have been colluding with the other golf leagues to shut Live down," then yeah, they need, then PGA needs to be reined in, mm-hmm. and they and, and and they should lose that lawsuit. Mm-hmm. But if both the lawsuit and the Department of Justice come out and say, "Hey, look, we didn't find any evidence of antitrust," yeah, they're going to try to crush their competition through through you know other ways like you know with, with their players and everything. But th- that's all above board. Then I'm I'm fine with it. Again. I, it's it's a complicated situation, folks, and that and that and there's no really r- r- real way around that. It would be different if I mean, because here's the thing, right? The major championships are not part of the PGA Tour. Correct. Yes. The Open, the U.S. Open, the Masters, and the one I always forget. The PGA Championship. Yeah, PGA Championship. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, I knew it was some PGA. I always forget it. I lo- it says PGA, but those are independent. Uh, they're, they're independent. They're invitational mm-hmm. uh, events. So there's no, uh, you know, there's there's no problem there. The, these players that play and live still get to be invited. Like that's, you know, they're not, they're, they're not, you know, the, PGA has no jurisdiction essentially. But here's there's another thing here in the uh, the official uh, World Golf Rankings points. the The points are handed out by an organization called Official World Golf Ranking. Mm-hmm. That is an independent organization, not affiliated with the uh, PGA, that ranks golf golfers based on the you know the points won throughout the season, uh, the events that they play, and how many points that are scored in uh, in each of them. And that is independent. There are six major uh, golf tours, that, including the PGA, the Euro Tour, the Australasia Tour, the uh, Japan Tour, uh, that all use these points that, uh, again, it's independent. They don't have any jurisdiction over the, po- the rankings points. In fact, Liv just applied uh, last month to, uh, to get their events you know, categorized uh, to to get well, uh, the the rankings points as well, so that their golfers, when they play and live golf events, 
if they win those events, they get, you know, points, you know, toward their official world golf ranking. So they could be the, so when you hear someone say, well, Scotty Scheffler is the number one golfer in the world. Well, what's that based on the official world golf rankings points? That's what that's from. So PGA doesn't have any control of that. Liv is trying to say that, oh, well, you know, our, our golfers, you know, are being shut out of, of, of get, getting those points. But that's because Liv just filed for it. <laughs> yeah. He just did it. And like, how, hmm. um, I'm seeing now that um, there's starting to be some level of uh, discussion and what's coming of it and how it might not work out for them. Really? Yeah. I did not mm-hmm. know that. Um, because there... yeah, there's a uh, golf digest, uh, article that came out. Okay. A couple okay. Weeks ago. Well, there's, I, I know there's a new system mm-hmm. coming out. There's a, uh, oh, there's, a, there's a problem with their application. Mm-hmm. Because, uh... Yeah. Because of the way it's set up that it might not, uh, oh, because of their different events. Mm hmm. Oh, the thing that they're differentiator. Okay, mm-hmm. so the thing that we're seeing that hey, we love may not be. Turns out, look at that lie or you know, right? Talk about you know on demand here. There's not going to be, you know, or I guess, or rather, there's going to be a problem with the way that Live schedules its uh, its events, and uh, you know, because I I, th- I knew that there was a the the rankings were were becoming like their algorithm was was improving and then they were changing things uh but let's see oh yeah look at that live golf not eligible tour as they announced the rankings changes oh my goodness mm-hmm. now this is where things get interesting because now that they're not eligible what thank you for that for that information that's huge yeah that's that's, that's insane yeah what what does that have uh so so what does that do for for these golfers now i mean that's gonna hurt right you know if you can't be world ranked how are you supposed to gauge i guess it's even just a gauge of talent right how do you how are you supposed to compare yourself to uh your competition who is ranked right so yeah i mean okay you take Cam Smith, mm-hmm. who is rumored. I don't know if he's signed already, but yeah, he's I rumored to be getting. It might be. Uh, let's do some uh, some oh. cursory research. Uh, let's see. Yeah, he's got. It's a reported defection. Uh, well, I mean, you got Yah- There's Yahoo Sports saying that he's leaving, but uh, oh, that's Cameron Young. My bad. Ah, uh, okay. Um, but. Cam Smith is reported to be leaving. Uh, and that's, mm, that's, that'll be interesting. He's the second overall golfer uh, in the official world golf rankings. Yeah. What does it do to a player like him? I mean, he's number two in the world now. So obviously right. that ranking is going down. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't get to play, if you don't get to play in, in events that gain these points, you are going to lose points and lose your standing in the rankings, so you can if you only play live events you can never be the number one golfer in the world yeah and that's 
I don't know how big that's going to be for the, you know, like live itself, but that could be something that keeps players from even moving because obviously it's competition. You want to be the best and you want to be ranked the it's best, competition right? And it's look, it doesn't do much for a player like Dustin Johnson, right? No, because he's already he's a name no matter what, right? He he's already he's up there, and will he lose some standing? Yeah, maybe, but who cares? He got it. He got his contract. Same thing with Phil Mickelson and everyone we've talked about the bigger names. But for these smaller guys that are going to get more of the guaranteed money, and we're banking on this becoming more of an official tour. Mm-hmm. That's just it doesn't look like that's going to happen. No. Now a- according to these these articles they're not listed under eligible tours. Now it's important to note that the uh, these official or world golf rankings, right? They're not th- these points are they're not limited to just the tours like I mentioned the PGA tour, European tour, Asian tour, PGA tour of Australasia. Japan Golf Tour and the Sunshine Tour. Those are the six major tours that use these points on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the ranking system, by the way, the ranking system uh, is endorsed by the four majors. Wow. So this is interesting. Uh, because, but, but like I said, they're not the only – those six aren't the only ones. There's also the Korean Tour, the PGA Tour of Canada. If you score high enough on the others – on the uh, outside of the major you know, uh, tours – then you get these points. But live? Live is not eligible. That's what they're saying. They're saying that they're not eligible to get these points. That is massive. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm a golfer that is making my way, you know, into the spotlight here, the only reason that these guys got contracts, right, is because they were high profile golfers. Correct. And it is important to be the to be in the top 10 or, or, or number one golfer in the world, that means something. Mm-hmm. And that's how these guys get these endorsements. That's how these guys get these, these, this massive, they become their brands. Yes. So that changes the entire game. This is, this is going to be, you know, this is the pivotal moment for golf right now because Liv just got handed two major defeats Yes. in the span of a week. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's I'm I'm interested in seeing what are the changes that they made? Because they made some uh I know there's a performance curve, but like what is the So okay, majors will continue to award 100 first place ranking points with the players championship awarding 80 first place points. All other tournaments will award rankings points based on the strength and depth of the fields up to a maximum of 80 points and uh but let's see the new system previously according to uh to a uh, an article by mike hall in golf monthly the uh, official world golf ranking owgr used a strength of field system only to determine the players are determined by the players in the top 200 in each tournament however from this week field ratings will be created for each tournament individually wow so each player in a field contributes performance points which are partially determined by that player's strokes gained world rating so they're changing the algorithm the world rating is calculated on a round by round over a rolling two-year basis so they are now fine-tuning the uh the, the rankings points 
So the algorithm is 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 shrinking in terms of criteria. Mm-hmm. This is and again, like I mentioned, with the, the the tournament wins, those award points. But world tour players are going to find it harder to break into the top fifty under this new system. Yeah. This is kind. This is this is pretty big. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know that. Li- see, see, this changed the whole conversation from the start of this podcast. <laughs> this is literally this could kill live. This yeah. could this could be a death blow. Yeah. And people say, well, well wait a minute. Wait a minute there. It's but about the money. The it's only a there. ranking. The yeah. The guys are only there for the money. The contracts. Yada, yada, yada. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're if you're look, look, it, it doesn't the return on investment. That is that is happening here from a live golf standpoint. The return on investment has never been money. It's always been this, you know, this mysterious uh, how how Saudi Arabia is viewed kind of thing. That's what yes. they want, right? If that's if the rumors are true and the and the the reports are true, that's what this is. This golf league ex- exists for is that Saudi Arabia is trying to soften their image uh, using the Live Golf Tour. Well, if nobody watches because none of the golfers are ranked, mm-hmm. they're not going to get their return on investment. Right, and yeah. eventually you're going to start pouring money into this. Because I, by the way, I totally thought Live was going to get these points. Crazy, yeah. I really thought that this would be a no-brainer, that the the official golf rankings, they would, they would okay, yeah, you're playing golf, you know, you've got the strength field in play, you know, yeah, go for it. Here, here are the points. You're competing in tournaments. It makes sense. Did not think that they would be uh, <laughs> ineligible. They, I mean, for any they points, hammered them with these uh, oh. compulsory elements that have been noted. I mean, I was like, oh, okay, it might be one or two things, but there, at least, just from what we've seen, nothing obviously guaranteed. There's seven criterias that they can't meet. So it's not just like, oh, well, it's something they could fix overnight or over the course of a year or two. I mean, these are things that could take years to do if they're even capable of doing it, well, right? So, so it does. I mean, they do. You're right. But they do meet some of the requirements. Yeah. I mean, most obviously they meet the money. Mm-hmm. The money is, it says, that you know, the, the rules of golf offering an average minimum purse of $30,000, you know, per player. They got that covered. No problem. Uh, and having a players committee, which easy, mm-hmm. easy money for them, as well as tournament eligibility criteria, fulfilling various administrative things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got all that. And there's an opportunity to respond to the application here. Absolutely. But yeah, this is uh, there's 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 some criteria here that uh, let's see. Uh, I mean, going th- just going through it. Let's see. And. It's murky whether where Live Golf can be considered as an entity that promotes non-discriminatory practices, which is the very first item on the list. Yep. Its series might embrace the philosophy, but it's safe to say that... So- oh, shit. Yep. Safe to say that Saudi Arabia, the source of its funding, does not... Wow. Yep. Okay. This... Oh, it's it's so it's so tough to separate... They, you know, live lives funding from from its existence. Yeah. Oh man. So live golf's relegation plan apparently is meant to remedy the third item, which the qualifying system. But it's hardly an open system when some players are exempt from the process. Mm -hmm. So this is. Oh man, Mm -hmm. this is gonna be wild. 
what are okay here we go the following compulsory elements would appear to be lacking from live golf's application number one an embrace of inclusion and promoting non-discriminatory practices okay yeah number two <laughs> number two competitions contested over 72 holes except for developmental tours like the uh, abima tv tour the alps golf tour or the euro pro tour among others which are permitted to be 54 hole events oh yeah oh that's, that's a huge the, one that is that live live stands for 54 that's their thing so like what are we gonna go to i you know i i'm not even oh. gonna try to figure out what 72 is in roman numerals oh Won't be that no. good oh no wait a minute wait a minute oh I'm sure it's not going to sound sure. that good. But it's LXXII. <laughs> yep, that's not. That doesn't roll Lexi. off the tongue. That Lexi, doesn't roll here off we go. That's Boom. Sure. Taking Hank Mangers. Oh, my God. On point two. Because point one is is uh, it's up for debate. Yeah, absolutely. I, I Yeah, because I could argue if I'm a lawyer, I'm sitting there like, I don't give a shit what Saudi Arabia uh, you know, does in this case. I'm talking about live. Mm-hmm. Live is an entity in and of itself. What Correct. are we talking about the country for? You could have that argument, right? You can, as all I'm saying is you can have the argument. This point, though, it, their whole entire system is built around 54 holes. The base holes. is correct. And they're telling – see, but now I'm looking at sitting there going, well, why do these other four tours get to have it? So I would be interested in looking into the, you know, the, the, into that kind of a situation. Like yeah. Why do these other tours get to have 54, I, well, but why do we not? It's stating that this is a developmental tour, so. Oh, good point. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Oh, that's right. So this is like a G League or a minor league. So this is yeah. whatever. Well, there you go. That's the answer. So they need to have 72 holes, not 54. Yep. Wow. Because this is wow, not a developmental wow. tour. This is a. Nope. Pro tour. tour. Yeah. An open annual qualifying school held before the start of each season. Okay. An open annual qualifying school. I, I mean, yeah. An open, open annual qualifiers. Kind of important there, but I, I. It's there. A field size on average of 75 players over the course of a season. Eh. <laughs> That's another one. They right. only have 48 players. Correct. Like, so they're going to need to get oh. another 24? 24 Folks, players. Yeah. This is this is wild. 48 players, which that, that's their whole appeal. Smaller fields, more action, and 54 holes. Only three rounds of tournament play and, and whatever. You know, like that's the whole appeal. Mm-hmm. And and now we're sitting here going, uh, you're, two points are non-negotiable at this point. Uh, a 36-hole cut. Live doesn't have cuts. They don't. That's that's part of their thing. That was supposed to be. Yeah. So a lot of these things are the backbone of what this tournament and what this uh, organization is supposed to did, be. Did did someone just go on Live's website and just go? All right, we're gonna kick these guys in the balls, dude. Let's it seems take like everything, it. every differentiating factor. Which, by the way, for anyone in the history of products or services. You need a differentiating factor against your competition, mm-hmm. right? That's the thing. That's the thing you want. They took every single one off, of, pretty much right off of Liv's website and said, ineligible. Yeah. In, oh. And now, Liv could pivot. They could pivot, but none of it's really going to make sense. Yeah, it's going to so take right, a lot right. of backtracking and a lot of head scratching. And, and, and you know, people are going to probably be like, oh, well, this is funky now. This seems kind of oh. weird. 
So well, it's, there's some risks involved. There are risks involved. They have to change their whole, whole format. We're only on point five, by the way. Uh, number six, a clear opportunity to progress to a full member tour. That is to one of the six members of the International Federation of PGA Tours. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's going to be tough. They, they need to be one of the six members of the International Federation that make up the, uh, the, the, the rankings. So, oh, boy. Which comes that's, with its own set of hurdles. That could be that could be done though. Yeah, that could be done. Absolutely, clear opportunity to progress because live could be you know. Hey, I can't imagine that you know the tours of Australasia and Japan are you know much bigger than live at this point. Yeah. So you know, and then reasonable access for local and regional players at each of its tournaments. Yeah. Eh, it could be. Could let's be. See. It's uh, not terrible. Let's see, live golf does not meet the requirement of a ten event minimum schedule that's additional right because what was their thing eight events right they literally think about this (gasps) they have six main points on their website live that live does and this is just pulled directly from livegolf.com slash format 48 players 54 holes eight events and no cuts all four of those are against the rules for official golf rankings (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and here's where this gets tricky because this is new. Yeah. This is new. Uh, these are, it's, oh, well, I mean, okay. Oh, it's current rules and governance. Oh, it's not new, but the, the, the failing of the application is new. Mm-hmm. <sighs> this is insane. Like, and apparently it's already shifting. Live is already shifting. They're turning away top 50 players as it shifts business model to league format for wow. next year. Wow. Look at that. Look at that, folks. They're already trying to you know to to you know keep going and, and because right now they as of right now they don't have a standing. If and I cannot express this enough. If if these golfers aren't able to get rankings points, no one is going to watch. No. No one is going to watch beyond the first year, or maybe two if you want right. to be generous. Yeah. But no one is going to watch because when you don't have stakes for anything, you're just watching exhibition matches. Mm-hmm. And, and if anyone will tell you anything about preseason sports, no one gives a damn. No. Unless you're unless you're affiliated with the sports in some kind of way or you've got some kind of skin in the game, you're not going to sit there and watch. Whether it be preseason football, baseball, basketball, hockey, yeah. are you going to go watch golfers play 18 on your local golf course? No, of course not. You're not going to do that. Even if the pros are there, who cares? It's the there's no stakes involved, and when there's no stakes involved, there's no competition really. Correct. Doesn't matter what money's up at play here. You know, uh, it, it it just it kills them. It kills them if they don't get these ranking points and they know that that's why they're already pivoting so this is gonna be interesting i don't know huh i don't know how far they can change things without mm, go without destroying the entire system yeah without infringing on their original product yeah well because if they had to do a full rebrand of just a year in right that People don't want to go through that. Nobody's going to – that kills your interest. 
Yep, but it looks like things are about to get a lot more uniform for them next year with uh, the live officials announcing on Wednesday that the transition to a 14-event league schedule is Oh, boy. Uh, with the same 48 guys teeing up in in them all, representing the same 12 four-man teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's still – that's only one piece of the pie. Yeah, I mean, uh, guys are signing up with – with the assumption that there's no cuts and that they're gonna they're getting guaranteed pay regardless, so that's that bitters that point. that oh I hadn't even thought about the players yet. That is a bitter bitter thing, you know, especially for these guys who sign up knowing that they're not gonna be in a top ten, top five contention. So they're assuming, you know, that I'm getting whatever X amount, whatever you know, player forty eight is getting, right? So well, you, you've got it. You've got you, exactly. You let's see you, these. Let's say they keep the forty-eight players thing. That's their whole idea. Mm-hmm. So fifty or uh, forty-eight players. So they have their model. They are not going to be able to get these players away from the other tours. If uh, I mean, the only way they're going to get ones if they're going to get the big names, and the big names aren't going to be. I mean, they'll be big, sure, but they won't be progressing yeah. is uh, they're, they're, they'll have to be trading on their name and you got to coast and ride that out mm-hmm. because you're not going to get the the middle and bottom players anymore you're not going to get you know the middle of the field be, to, to come over if they're not going to be able to advance right. their careers will stay where they're at right even if you win all right kevin nah i'm going to use that as an example because he went over kevin nah Wins every live tournament for the end of time. Wins it. Every single one. No rankings points. Right. He does walk away no with $225 million or whatever the uh, entire season purse is. Nah, sure. He walks away with the person he's got the money, but he's got nothing. Into, but I'm saying that's the best case scenario yes, for a golfer. Best case. Right. That is the best case where you walk away with all the money. And, and in that case, I'll do it. All day, but that's a big that's a big if. Yeah, and and I can tell you what, given who's already in that tour, Kevin now is not going to consistently beat Dustin Johnson, DeChambeau, Kepka, what you know, all these guys that went over, Cam Smith, if he goes over. Yeah, he's not. They're not going to consistently get the you know get the wins. These there is competition there. Yeah, but now you're not growing your brand, and you're not growing any in the rankings, and. And and more importantly, there's no way back. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way back. If this antitrust lawsuit goes the way that it looks like it's gonna go, which is there's no there's no anti competition because Liv is is fine. If that's the way it goes, there is no way back. These leagues are going to cut these players out. Yeah. And and then you're you better you better be damn sure you're going to win all these events, and you better be damn sure that this league's going to exist in five years. Yeah. Because right now they are pivoting and pivoting hard. And I don't know. I don't know that uh, – I don't, I, I don't – I just don't – I don't think – unless Liv completely flips a dime and, and – and, adheres to all of these things i mean we're talking about sizable changes they need a field size of 75 players over the course of a season Mm -hmm. well 48 players are in a tournament so they better have i mean i don't see here's the thing that's a little vague i don't know if the field size is 75 per tournament or 75 different players over the season if that's the case they can get it yeah 
but it it's also a little pointless. Um, a thirty-six hole cut. They don't do cuts, and they uh, and they you know it's they still have to play seventy-two holes, so they have to upgrade by eighteen holes. Yep. And uh, and they have to do a cut. <laughs> what? That's a like, huge I, I, part of their business model. That's what they. That's two, <laughs> two right there. That's their whole. That's w- some of their appeal. Not all of their appeal, but some of it. Mm-hmm. And then just a uh, the competition. Yeah, so they've got to upgrade. They've got to do these things. There's a lot to change here. This is huge. Yeah. This yeah. is very, very big. And I'm I'm not certain. I mean, it looks like they're going to go through with it. They're they're already they're going for it. I'm. I have no doubt that they will, uh, you know, I, I'm seeing things here that say, oh, when are they going to turn a profit? Irrelevant. Irrelevant. Yeah. These guys do not care about profit. Nope. The re- again, the return on investment is is Saudi Arabia being looked upon favorably in the world, which, given the state of social media, is possible. Mm-hmm. So, it, but, if the, again, if they're not able to continue to get these top golfers over and have the level of competition that they're expecting, and have <laughs> rankings points that actually mean something to make them an official tour, they're not going to win this. No, they are going to they're going to be relegated to a a minor league situation. Yeah, with just a lot of big names, which is crazy, crazy to think that that could be something that happens. Yep, I. Uh, Huh, well, I'm certainly interested in uh, in seeing how it all plays out, but uh, that is our time uh, for the day, and uh, you know we, we we're we're we'll we'll certainly uh, we'll, we might have to revisit this one on a oh uh, I, another day depending. I'm sure we will. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, once that antitrust lawsuit lawsuit comes out, which may be soon, I know these yeah. things want to get moving quickly, so we'll uh, we'll see that we'll we'll keep the uh, you know the the eye and the the. the the pulse uh hand on the pulse on that one but uh we hope you'll uh, join us next friday for uh for the next episode which is the nil name image and likeness in college sports as well as our top 25 rankings uh for the preseason in college football which we are so yeah pumped about cannot it wait it's gonna be a f- mm, it's gonna be a fun time uh but uh, until then cheers sports fans have a great night